0: Welcome to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show with 670 The Scores' Jay Zawoski and NBC Chicago's James Naveau. Welcome in Blackhawks fans to the postgame edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. My name is James Navo from NBC5. Tonight I am breaking down the Blackhawks 3-2 loss at the hands of the Blackhawks South i.e. the carolina hurricanes who came into the united center came back and beat the chicago blackhawks we will get to breaking down the game but first as always i would like to thank our awesome sponsors such as marishka's who have the absolute best poor boys in the world along with a multitude of other food that you can stuff your face with and make yourself extremely happy highly recommend those good folks Speaking of which, I recommend the good folks at Triple Threat Sports. They can get you hooked up with any jersey you want, including a Terra Teravine and Carolina Hurricanes jersey. Had an assist in the game tonight for the record. And I would also like to give a shout-out to our great, awesome, wonderful sponsors at Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe. Best damn beer selection in the entire world. And they have amazing food. Alright, now that we've got the formalities out of the way, we have to break down how the Carolina Hurricanes, proud owners of five former Blackhawks players, came into the United Center. They're in the middle of a playoff race trying to jump over the Florida Panthers and get back into that wild card race in the Eastern Conference. They were able to come out of Chicago with two points and a 3-2 victory. Now... As we've seen with the Blackhawks this season, there's been a lot of kind of up and down to their play. There's been a lot of inconsistency, a lot of times where you're starting to wonder if maybe the intensity just isn't there on a night-in, night-out basis, and unfortunately tonight, one of those it was one of those nights where you just had to wonder if the Blackhawks kind of left their sense of urgency back in their palatial estates in Wilmad or wherever it is the Blackhawks live, because... They were badly outshot in this game by the tune of 40 to 24, including a second period that saw them get outshot 17 to 5. Absolutely brutal game from that perspective. The Hurricanes dominated possession a lot in this game. They kept Jean Francois Berube extremely busy tonight. And I got to say, There have been times this season where the Blackhawks' backup goaltenders simply have not been up to snuff. They've been allowing cheap goals. They've been kind of scattershot with their rebound control, whatever you want to criticize them for. They've been that this season. However, Berube has put together back-to-back really strong games, and I really thought he had another good one tonight. The three goals that he allowed were tough. Tough shots. And he made some incredible saves as well. And I gotta give him a ton of credit for the job that he was able to do in the game tonight. He really was, I thought, without a doubt, the best Blackhawks player on the ice. I absolutely loved the way that he played in this game, and I really thought that if they had ended up coming back and winning this game or holding on to the lead that they had. Would have been a no-brainer first star. Ended up making 37 saves in one of the toughest luck losses that he's going to have all season long. Uh, We'll get into the scoring here a little bit. Uh, Thomas Yurko, who, by the way, third goal now in his last six games. All of a sudden, Thomas Yurko getting a little bit more playing time as the Blackhawks kind of start to give auditions to some of their younger guys and he has been getting a little bit more playing time lately and he's really found a comfort zone in front of the net and deflecting the puck specifically it's a skill that's really hard to kind of get right when you're in that area and you wouldn't think that Yurko would be the kind of guy that would just go camp out in front and deflect shots you would think he'd kind of get pushed around a little bit easily? No. He's been really solid there in front of the net the last couple of games and had a great tip off a shot from Brent Seabrook to give the Hawks an early one nothing lead in the game, which they promptly gave up about, oh, four minutes later. Thanks, Jake, Jacob Slavin. Just, that was good stuff, man. Good stuff. But I also have to give Patrick Sharp and Anthony Duclair and David Kampf some credit Come together, Get another goal late in the first period to send the Blackhawks into the intermission with a 2-1 lead. Gave it up again very early in the second period. Justin Williams, who, who knew, can actually score goals outside of Game 7s. I know, guys. I'll give you a minute to kind of collect yourselves. Yes, that actually happened. He actually scored a goal in a game that wasn't a Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final kind of game to tie things back up, and then after that, it was just all Carolina on offense for probably the next, oh, 25, 30 minutes of game action. It was just a non stop barrage of insane pressure that the Hurricanes were putting on the Blackhawks, and a lot of credit has to go to Barube for keeping them in this game. This could have easily been... A really tough one for the Blackhawks. A blowout loss. It had that written all over it. And Berube kept him in it. He pulled a Corey Crawford, honestly, tonight. He really made it a game when it shouldn't have been. Unfortunately, in the third period, though, couldn't keep it up. Ended up giving up a goal to Sebastian Ajo, which, by the way, I kind of, I know this, you forget it sometimes, there are two Sebastian Ajos in the NHL, which is like the most random name combination that you ever can have. It reminds me of baseball in the early uh, 2000s, the late 90s, when the Cubs had a catcher named Scott Service, spelled S-E-R-V-A-I-S, I believe. And then the Houston Astros had a pitcher named Scott Service, S-C-O, it was the same first name, and then S-E-R-V-I-C-E. It was Scott Service versus Scott Service. It was really bizarre. Anyway, the Sebastian Ajo thing kind of reminds me of that. Instead of focusing on the name, though, exclusively, I think that we need to kind of break down a little bit what the Blackhawks' defensive strategy was on that play because I frankly can't figure out what it was. They literally had, the, the Hurricanes, had two players camped out in front of Barube. And Duncan Keith was just standing off to the side, basically allowing this double screen and these guys to just sit there whacking at the puck with their sticks, trying to deflect it home, and they ultimately did off a shot from, cover your ears, Jay Zawoski, from Terra Taravainen to give the Hurricanes a 3-2 lead. Now, credits to the Blackhawks. They did not give up after that goal. And, in fact, the last few minutes of the game, Excuse me, sorry, I thought I was going to cough there for a second. Apologies, everyone. Uh, The last few minutes of the game, the Blackhawks really brought the only intensity they had really brought the entire night, and there were a couple of guys that I really wanted to kind of isolate on and kind of give some props to, and then ask a question of Joel Quenville, because Jordan Osterley had an absolutely fantastic final few possessions of that hockey game tonight he was all over the ice jumping into plays had a great oh the play that he had with Nick Schmaltz where Schmaltz saucered the pass over to him on the rush and he almost knocked it out of mid-air to knock it into the net to be able to do that on the rush and to have that kind of hand-eye coordination to even get a, a stick blade on the puck was remarkable And it was just merely a highlight of all of the things that Osterley was doing in that third period. And he's absolutely a guy that you want on the ice in those situations. However, Joel Quenville decided with two minutes left that he was basically going to live or die with Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook when they had the sixth attacker on instead of Jordan Osterley. And I know it had probably something to do with handedness or veteran play or heavy shot of Seabrook or whatever. Joel's going to end up telling the assembled media at the United Center tonight. Whatever is the case, I have to think they would have had a better chance of scoring a goal if Jordan Osterley had stayed on the ice. He had an absolutely phenomenal final few minutes of that game and really... Turn the pace of play around and was by himself, just driving in constantly, outracing defenders to go get the puck. He just was all over the place. Even on dumping chases, a defenseman was doing that. Remarkable stuff. Had a great pass across that was almost put home as well. Really enjoyed watching him play in that third period. That was just some stellar, enjoyable hockey that we got to see tonight. I also wanted to give a quick shout-out to Matthew Highmore, who got to play in his first game at the United Center tonight. Congratulations to him. Had a couple shots on goal, didn't really play a whole ton, but thought it was kind of cool that they got to talk to him on the uh, radio intermission to kind of, you know, chat with him about just what it's like to be in the NHL and to be with the Blackhawks and to play in your first home game. It's not something that, you know, you get to see a whole lot. With this team who kind of tends to have more veteran guys out there at times. It was nice. And then finally, just got to give the shout out again. I still think the line of Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, and Brandon Saad. I still think and hope that that line remains together. Because I really think it's bringing out the best of Jonathan Taves. He seems so much more engaged on offense when he has Patrick Kane with him it I'm not sure if it's a psychological thing I'm not sure if it's a spacing thing because of the speed that Patrick Kane brings to the party whatever it is it's really working out well and I know they didn't really have much to write home about tonight but frankly who did on the team honestly like the entire roster tonight was basically just a lackluster looking up up and down the score sheet Really, nobody stands out, honestly. Like, I'm looking at it right now. The most shots on goal tonight, three. And it was by Thomas Yurko, David Camp, and Patrick Sharp. Ooh, they each had three shots on goal. Saad, Kane, and Taves combined for three. Three shots between those three guys. And the Blackhawks had two power plays tonight. And those, th- those three only combine for three shots. So I hope Joel resists the urge to break them up because of this game. And he lets them stick together for that game against Boston on Saturday. That is definitely something that he needs to do. Alright, before we go, I do have to do this. I'm sorry. I apologize in advance to anyone that I'm about to annoy. I have to engage in a little bit of shameless self-promotion. If... You missed my appearance on CLTB Sports Feed tonight. There was video posted on Twitter. I did retweet it from my account, at James Neveau. And I also wrote a story today for the Madhouse Enforcer blog on NBC Chicago about how I don't really think that Stan Bowman is kind of grasping the urgency of this moment in Blackhawks history because he's re-signed Eric Gustafson now. He's re-signed Jan Ruda, and I don't really get why. Those guys are just fine. They're fine players. They've got some, they're young. They've got some upside, whatever you want to say. But Stan Bowman, facts of the matter is, has overpaid those two guys, both of them. I think you'll agree with me on that. And he's got almost his entire defense just locked up to contracts, Am I the only one who thinks that this defense is the absolute worst thing about this team? I know that the scoring depth hasn't been good. Goaltending hasn't been all that great. But frankly, the defense has been lacking. And the fact that you're just inking everybody to come back next season, it's confusing to me. And I don't really get it. So I wrote about that for the Madhouse Enforcer blog today. I would encourage you to check that out. I did tweet it from my own account and from the Madhouse podcast account. So give give it a read. Give my TV appearance a, uh, a watch. Criticize my excessive hand motions. Thank you, Adult Haircut Dave. And we will talk to you uh, next time. The Blackhawks have a couple of weekend games against the Boston Bruins. Not quite sure what the uh, post-game podcasting schedule is going to be like for that one since I've got, you know, the big boy job to do over the weekend. But we are hoping to get you some content. And maybe break down the uh, contract for Jan Rud just a little bit more but in the meantime read my stuff on NBC thank you guys all very much for listening and for being part of this podcast i am james Naveau from NBC 5 chicago and this has been the madhouse chicago hockey podcast post game show what's you doing Designing my new 2021 Nissan Kicks online in the Kicks Color Studio, I give each a special name. This one's electric blue, orange, red, white. I call it the gumball machine. You think it's me? I feel like you're more of a red velvet guy. Limitless possibilities. With over 100 million available color combinations and Bose Personal Plus System in the boldly new 2021 Nissan Kicks. Bose is a registered trademark of the Bose Corporation. Color combinations include interior and exterior colors. Customization is an available feature subject to availability at participating Nissan dealers. See dealer for details.